You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly, skip the FOMO, and let's dive into the deep together. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're here. Last week's episode, if you didn't listen to that one on money mindset, I suggest you go back and have a listen. It actually got a good response and a lot of people downloaded it. I'm really proud of it. Uh, It was a lot of fun, but I think a lot of us, we don't really talk about or um, immerse ourselves too much in money. Money mindset, money is a subject, money education and things like that. So it's really important. Hey, today I'm really, really excited. You know me, I'm always excited about basically everything. Um, But Malia Richards, she came to our studio, joined me, and um, she joined the podcast, which is really cool. We I haven't actually done an in-person interview in a long time, so I was really excited about that. Uh, she's been in the Six Figure Business Map program with me for around two years now, and she shares with us her journey. So how she went from um, working full-time to when COVID happened, everything sort of shut down, to her sort of taking those steps into towards going full-time working for herself and then um, scaling up and building a six-figure business in just such a short amount of time and during a pandemic and everything else. So I think it's really inspiring. And I love getting in mentees of mine um, that are in the community and sharing them because there's just so much to be learned from someone else on the same journey as you that's going out there and is equally as scared, but doing it anyway. And that's, to me, the definition of courage. Hey, before we get into today's episode, um, I do have my big event coming up soon, Wedding Photography 2.0. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's at the end of May. Uh, I'll be a speaker. I'm talking about must-know strategies to maximize your impact. We have New York Times bestselling author and marketing expert Donald Miller, and he's talking about how to build a brand for the future, which is insanely important. We have uh, wedding photographer and Karamia speaking on how to create intentional content. Um, she's absolutely incredible what she does and she's so intentional with her feed and the work that she curates for her business and everything. So it's going to be incredibly valuable. Um, my wife, Lilu Lennart, is going to be talking about website, um, how to convert website traffic into leads. So she's a website and brand specialist and having her there is going to be game changer. And of course, we've got Megan Brown. We're doing a documentary with her and it's all kicking off at the moment. So it's a lot of fun. She's going to see if she can book her first destination wedding. And we're recording the whole thing to sort of show you that dreams are possible and we can do this kind of stuff and um, how fun it is to be in business and how we can sort of push our comfort zones and all those type of things. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, For signing up, you'll also get a exclusive $1,000 USD bonus to a whole lot of discount codes to Lilu's um, websites and to pick time and to a whole lot of my favorite favorite brands and stuff like that. And also to my shop as well. But yeah, you're going to walk away with a new sense of purpose, a whole lot of proven strategies and tips, and you're going to feel a lot more clarity and confidence. So if you want to head over to that, just click on the show notes and then go down, put in your email address and your name. And that is it. It's completely free. Make sure you join that Facebook group and make sure you join us live. It's going to be so much fun. So let's get into today's episode.
Hey, welcome back to the show. Um, we're actually at the studio right now and it's pretty fun. We've been setting up a little uh, set for the new business map, which is really cool. I've got Malia Richards here and she's from Love Good Images. She's been in the business map for about two years now and I first met her, I think in about 2017, but it may be 2018 at a workshop that I did in Melbourne. And um, today she's on the podcast to share some stories with us, um, share her journey and give us any tips and tricks on how uh, she got from where she was to where she is today. So, hey, how are you? Hi, Jai. I'm good. How are you? Are you nervous? <laughs> Super. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always funny like watching how nervous everyone gets when they get in front of a microphone, especially with lights and cameras on you right now. Yeah, I usually like to hide on the other side of the camera, so it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of photographers do. I want to sort of unpack your journey a little bit because just to sort of summarize like what I have seen you do in the last few years is uh, you were a full-time flight attendant and then you quit your job in November uh, you went full-time as a wedding photographer. You hit six figures and then you've done it again, but in half the amount of time. All of that happened over the last couple of years and you've been putting in so much work. So maybe if you want to, from your words, bring me back and take me through that journey. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> that's a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> Just start when you're born. <laughs> yeah, so back in 1991. No, there I'm it kidding. Is. <laughs> just gives away how old I am. But <laughs> I was originally doing photography kind of as a side thing. I just really loved it. I had a friend ask me to do their wedding in 2016 and I was super nervous, petrified that I was going to miss the moments and things like that. But Totally. Yeah. So a friend just came out of nowhere and said, can you shoot my wedding? Yeah. And you're like, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> exactly how it happened. And I was really excited, really nervous, and I decided to give it a go, and I absolutely loved it. So you were doing photography then? Yeah. Just not weddings at all? Just not weddings. Yeah. I was shooting little engagement shoots and some okay. family things and kind of anything that I And your I friend was like, I do. love that work. Yeah. You should shoot my wedding. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so she gave me a go. I think I did pretty good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and from then I kind of, I think I got the bug and just, was like, this is what I want to do, yeah. but kind of took me a long time to get back to it. Um, I think I was maybe a bit scared of pursuing something, something that didn't have a safety net. Mm, it can be so scary. Really scary. Yeah. And then COVID happened and it was kind of the best thing ever for me in terms of business. Job. Yeah. yeah. Didn't see it at the start. I had two jobs that... I wasn't working, all of a sudden I was home. And I was like, I really need to make this happen. So I um, just used all of my time to set it up and just work towards doing this. I joined the business map. So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise when the whole world sort of shut down and your, your work shut down. Yeah. And, and it freed up the time for you to go after your dreams. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It probably didn't feel like that at the time though, huh? No, it was really scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, went from being used to trying to, because I was still, um, I was second shooting and had my foot in the door and I was doing other wedding things. Yeah. I had a few of mine in the background and I was trying to build up. Then COVID hit, everything went. And I was kind of like, oh no, I'm back at the start again. Mm. Used to Did you actually lose your job or were you just sort of like put on hold for a little bit? Kind of put on hold. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you sort of had it there and, it was, and you could go back to it, but. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so much happier now. Yeah. That I'm doing this full time and that I took the leap. And once I decided to do this and this alone, like I put everything into it mm-hmm. and I've like, it's been way more fruitful, I guess, if that's the word, like yep. just focusing on what I want, going after it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. What a journey. <laughs> Big journey. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously like, when did you start falling in love with like actually photography? Uh, I have to say, I reckon it's my Nana that yep. like started it. Uh, only because like, you know, every Christmas you'd go out into the backyard and you we'd set up like a family photo and go out and find the area in the backyard that looks the best and where we'd all go. And then we'd look back every year and be like, oh, like, look how much everyone's grown. And it was just mm. really nice. Like brought the family together. Yeah. And a bit of a snapshot to see what had changed over the years too. Yeah. So I think I just really enjoyed that. And then I got my own camera and... Yeah, I just kept at it. It's my one love. Yeah, I think so many people join photography for all different reasons and it's really cool to sort of see why, you know, they get into creativity or or get into like something like this because as you know, it's not that easy to go full-time and to pursue your dreams and to do all the things, like wear all the hats in your business and self-develop and do all those things. Yeah, I think it's actually been quite a shock and a journey going from just taking the photos and I guess editing Mm. them to doing like literally everything. You know, it's real interesting that like um, I was actually thinking about it the other day because you did my workshop a long time ago and that would have been no small investment. And then you joined the business map and stuff. And especially like when you're, um, you know, you're not going full time yet. Why were you so into self-development so early on in your career and so ready to sort of like learn? Oh, Like in all honesty, I reckon I had imposter syndrome, like pretty bad at the start. And that's probably what held me back a little bit from doing your workshop in 2017 to taking like all these years to actually go full time. And it was always because I feel like I could do better and wanted to do better before I guess. Went full time. Yeah. Mm. Which is like, it is silly, but also like. It's been awesome because I've learned so much that I've then put into my business. I feel like I've just gone in running. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. It's like you've got lots of direction, but it usually takes people a while to have the epiphany that they can learn from, you know, someone else or, or something else because so many people learn from trial and error, but they spend a long time getting it wrong and then hitting their head against the wall before they go, oh, maybe I should join a course or something. Like that would make sense, but you've just gone straight in. Yeah, and it's been the best thing that I've done because, like you said, why hit your head against a wall and try and do things and Mm. you don't have to do everything by yourself. No. I think like when we start off, we always think we do, don't we? Yeah. Like everything's got to be us. Yeah. And it all starts with us. Yeah, and it's like you didn't really achieve it if you didn't just do it by yourself. But Mm. I think like if you can go in and you can learn from so many people, it just makes sense. Bring everybody together. How much nicer is that? It's way better. Yeah. It's crazy now because like I've even got another girl that's starting out in photography and she's shadowing me for a bit and I'm teaching her things, which that's to me cool. is wild. Yeah. But then I've had like photographers come and work with me and they've taught me things, you know, and I've hired them as assistants, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it doesn't matter like who you're with, you mm. just can learn something from everyone. Always. Yeah. yeah. 
I think one thing that people don't realize is one thing that you need to do all the time is always learn and self-develop because you're the boss. And so a lot of us, we don't realize that when we work for someone else because we rely on someone else for the safety of our job. We rely on them to level up and to self-develop and to work on their mindset and their mental health and all those things and keep up with marketing and advertising. But when you work for yourself, everything stops at you. So you have to wear all those hats and you have to make sure that you can do all those things. And I think it means like you need to really love what you do Yeah, as absolutely. well. <laughs> yeah, because some of those things, obviously like bookkeeping and maybe, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook ads aren't your forte and you, mm. I don't really love doing them, but they're beneficial. Mm. And so you have to like be so excited to be doing what you're doing to put all of the hats on. Yeah, and I can't stress that enough as well because I feel like sometimes, I mean, my my job looks pretty random like right now, but uh, I'm just looking around the room. But it's people don't realize how much I have to love my job because I think about it so often. I'm like, man, if I didn't love this, I would be hating life. Yeah, like I'm working Sunday nights and then Friday nights and you know early Monday mornings and doing all the things. I was just cutting carpet just before you know before you came in, rolling stuff out, and I just feel like I'm always hustling. But like you never. You never want to lose the excitement for your job because once you do, it's a really steep downhill, you know, because it's hard to show up with that energy and um, that excitement for your clients. Um, You just reminded me of the post I think you put up about the like, hey, guys, who's working on Easter weekend? Mm. And there were so many of us, like myself included, that were shooting weddings over Easter, but it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like working, does it? It feels like you're just living. Yeah. It's all sort of comes together. Yeah. Yeah. And you just like sometimes I get into my like editing cave and I'm just so excited, Mm. you know, to get a sneak peek out or whatever after a wedding and, you know, Kurt's like, are you coming to bed? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Like (laughs) four hours later, I'm just Still doing your thing. Because I love it. Yeah. Um, I think like for me, like I love um, everything that I do, but I also sort of love the challenge of learning something new. And like, um, I guess like for me, like I also like do courses and I also like, you know, have a coach and stuff. And I really am excited all the time with trying to work out a new way or a better way or challenging myself or my own beliefs or how I'm doing something. And then having the epiphany of like, oh my God, like every time I have an epiphany, which is almost daily actually. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I know this before? This is game yeah. changer. Like, yeah. do you have that often? Yep, all the time. And um, <laughs> <laughs> literally like going through the course too, there's different things that I'm learning and trying to, I don't know, own different areas of my business and make it something bigger and better. And I'm at the point where I've ticked off my really big goals that I didn't think. Was even possible. Yeah. And now I'm like, it's oh my amazing. God, where am I going next? I'm so excited. So tell me, um, I know you. Uh, one of your big goals was to make more income than the job that you had. So are you doing that now? Yeah. Yeah, I um, went through all my stuff and I've doubled what I earned. In, in your le- safe job. Yeah, in my safe job in less than a year. And During a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, so like that was good because I feel safe and comfortable, but mm. I think it's not really, it's not all about money. Like no, that's not my not. success drive, I guess. Mm. But it just is so nice to know that like I've 
can support myself doing what I love. Yeah, I think it's nice to have the reward for the hard work that you put in because it feels like that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, like it's a nice little reward of like, oh man, like I, I am comfortable and I'm doing all, and I made it all myself. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. And you did all that. I did all that. Which it's is amazing. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. So I do want to ask, we want to give some, all the listeners like a few tips and, and things that you've kind of overcome and gone through and what's really helped you, I guess, hit those unrealistic goals. So do you have any, any things that sort of come to mind that you're like, oh my God, yes, this, this thing? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was like, if you know what you want to do or you think you know what you want to do, there are no rules like, or things that there's always an, for me, there was always an excuse Mm. for why I couldn't start my business straight away or do something. But if you take all of that away and you know that that's what you want to do, you got to just go for it because that's, you have to make it work then. Mm. And I think that just going after your goals and not letting other people's thoughts or expectations on what you should be doing get in the way of that. That's yeah, that like, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Massive. It's the rules things. Like what, where do all these rules come from? Yeah. I don't know. And why do we abide by them? I have no idea. You know, the amount of times that people send me something saying like, Jai, you got to follow this rule. Or like someone told me the other day, Jai, like someone, um, does that meet industry standards? And I'm like, where, where's this rule book you're talking about? Well, so what, are, what's what standard? Are you talking <laughs> yeah. about your standards right yeah. now? Like <laughs> you send me the website of the standards and I'll have a read. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like with photographers, like of course there's rules because we go to we go to university, we go to college and stuff like that. And then a professor will give us rules and then those rules will guide us to make a better photo. But a lot of the times I do think it like really does restrict you with what you can create. I went to a college for like three days before I was like, no, nah, this, <laughs> this is no good for me. But yeah, I think like once you're free and you realize that if there is no rules, you're making your own rules because you're the boss. You're making your own rule book for your own business on how you want things to be ran, when you want to work, how you want to work, how much you want to charge, like all those things. Like it kind of um, opens up a lot of doors for you. Definitely. And like I think talking about rules and stuff, I think it's way more known now to bring your personality to work and, you know, make your business like you're your business. But I went to, um, I did business at university and it was like, cool, yeah, show <laughs> up, like be super professional. And there's different ways of mm. being professional. And people want to book you because they like, you're a photographer, they're hanging out with you all day. Mm. You know, well, like one thing that you're saying there, and I've always thought this, it's like if everyone in the classroom is reading the same book, everyone's going to do the same thing. So if you've got a whole classroom and well, let's say it's just business and it's like you have to show professional, you've got to wear a suit. It's really easy to stand out, which is what you want to do in business, by just not doing what everyone else is doing. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> just doing it differently. And so even in business, like so many people have told me like, Jai, this is how you got to do a podcast. This is what you got to do here and there and this. And I'm like, yeah, I know those are the <laughs> rules that you, you go by. The reason why I can stand out is because I'm not doing those rules. Yeah. And that's why everyone wants to tune in to listen to you instead because you're telling the a different truth. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing that people want to hear. <laughs> yeah. So here's the rules you should be listening to. Yeah. <laughs> no rules. Um, have you got another one for us? Another big thing that you know that you would have loved to hear two years ago. Definitely like it's all about mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think 
it's just been little things along the way. Like I I think I'm a massive people pleaser and you're not going to please everyone and you have to go out and do what you want to do. And people are going to book you because they need a photographer, not because you're their friend as well. Like mm. a, a big thing that I had to really overcome was like these people are booking me because they like my photos. I don't have to discount everything. Mm. I don't know if that's like. It's a big thing. It's just a, that was like a massive mindset shift for me. Mm. And I think something, I don't know if this is related or if I'm just rambling, but something that you said, I don't know, when we caught up a while ago was it was talking about telling people what your job is. Mm. So I was a flight attendant for a while and a photographer and I'd tell people that when they asked, hey, what do you do? And then everyone get caught up on, oh, you're a flight attendant, but it was never what I wanted to talk about because I'm not passionate about it. Mm. So then I started going out and being like, no, this is what I do. Like, hey, I'm a photographer. I'm a photographer. I shoot weddings. How awesome is that? And the more I told people what I did, the more word got around and I think that's amazing. Oh, yeah. I just had one more thing that I thought of. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Back to like an inferiority thing as well. Doing styled shoots, massive. During lockdown when we had nothing to do, I reached out to a really big bridal company just to see if like I could shoot some dresses for them and create a big thing. And I networked with all these people that I thought were like way above me. But I made all this awesome content for everyone. And I think it just put me in a good position with a lot of other people in the industry. Mm. I made heaps of friends, got heaps of content out of it, got to show everyone what I wanted to shoot. Mm. Yeah. That's a game changer. <laughs> yeah, it was a game changer. Yeah. It's funny how it's like <laughs> it's so many little things, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like little things like that and then it's like, oh, my God, like why didn't I do this before? I know. You know, even just creating work for yourself because so often we get caught up of like got to create work for the clients and the clients want this and this is their brief and their Pinterest board and whatever. Yeah. But when you get to go out and create for yourself and for other people, you're just bringing value to other people. Exactly. means you're getting a lot more, a bigger inner circle. You're getting a lot more experience. You're getting a lot more friends. It's all upside. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like from a selfish perspective, I've made all these friends who are also now referring me, but I've put all this content out of things that I want to shoot and I'm attracting my dream clients. Mm. So like there's literally no way to lose from putting yourself out there. Nothing to lose. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Why do you think people don't put themselves out there? Scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> because you and I both know that most people don't. Yeah. And that's just like the reality of how we live right now. Yeah. It's, you have to work for it because otherwise like you're not going to, go anywhere or get anything from sitting there and doing nothing. Mm. So if you're doing that, then obviously you're not going to get any results. You wanted more success than a lot of people want. Like you wanted to go full time. You wanted to, you know, make six figures, do all these things. Do you think you showed up differently because you had your big goals? Probably. Yeah. And you were able to like go and get uncomfortable and, yeah. and do those uncomfortable things. Because you go through all the uncomfortable things knowing that you've, like once you've done that, you're going to get that big result. Mm. And then you're probably going to go through more uncomfortable things to get to the next thing. Like you always have to keep challenging. But I, in my mind, I knew what I wanted my lifestyle to look like. Yep. So you had like a vision. Yeah. I was like, 
I hate this nine to five, like living for your days off. That's not living. Yeah, living for the weekend. Yeah, that's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sorry, people like that. But I I want to feel like I'm going to work. I'm so excited that it's not work. Mm. And I want to be able to organize my own days off and do my things in between, have balance. One of the things that you said before, Morgan and I were talking about this the other day, but it was like how everything comes down to mindset. And it's one thing that you just brought up. It was like one of your big points. And a lot of people don't realize this, but like I see this even like in yourself right now, you say that you lost your job and then you join a community in a course and then you went full time and you did all this whilst 95% of the people in the industry were like, oh my God, it's all over. And then they were sort of like trying to put out fires and then closing up shop and, you know, doing the opposite thing. But it's interesting because the only difference between you and someone else was your mindset, you know, and we're all in a predicament all the time. And it's the way that we handle or show up to that thing is what changes the outcome. Yeah, definitely. And COVID was horrible and there were lots of bad things for me as well. But I just focused on the things that I got to do each day and like what I could do and how I was going to take that time and make it valuable for where Mm. I wanted to be. Yeah. You didn't want to waste a second. No. Yeah. (laughs) I was bored. (laughs) Yeah. And you probably remember that I definitely didn't waste a second. I was running around doing all the things like, or even if when I was in lockdown, I was doing all the things and broadcasting to the world, like whatever, whatever I could do. (laughs) I think, um, I think like when, when you start becoming more of an entrepreneur, you start seeing more opportunities and everything and you start realizing that everything is in within your power. And I say this all the time, like if you think you have a safe job, it's a false sense of security because you're relying on someone else to give you that job. And that job, just like you know, can stop in, a, in an instant. But even though you lost your job in that instant, you wouldn't lose your business because you know, you can pivot, change, adapt, Um, maneuver around anything that comes your way. So it is in your control. You know, you can uh, get help. You can seek help. You can read books. You can talk to a coach. You can watch YouTube. You can listen to podcasts. You can do all the things to help yourself with your mindset to get ready in that position. So I always think, um, yeah, it's just such an interesting thing. And this is a skill set that you have now that you will never lose, you know, whatever you want to do in the future. And it's exciting actually. Yeah. Yeah. Since since I got there, like it, it was not easy, always easy. But oh, it's always yeah. easy when you look back though. You're like, oh, geez, yeah, no, that was easy. But when you're in it, yeah. you're like, dang it, this ain't easy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like looking back and being like, oh, the last few years have flown. Yeah. Oh, that was, oh man, we're, it's 2022. It's amazing. Yeah. But when we're in that last lockdown, I was like, this is never going to end. I know. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's the same with, like looking forward now, I'm just excited for the next challenge and I feel like I can overcome all those little hurdles and stuff because life threw us a massive challenge and I... Mm. Well, you know, you did overcome all those things. And one thing that I have always said is like, it's easy when the market's up and everything's perfect and any everyone's a genius because everyone makes money. But the second it goes south and it becomes hard, it's really hard for you to make money or to do... Well, to do anything really, because uh, you don't have the skill set or you haven't gone through the things you needed to go through to have that resilience. So you do show up differently. So for you now, what you probably haven't realized yet is you've been working through and you've done well during 
unfavorable times, but when things go upwards again and things become easier, like you will, you will experience so much more success and you won't even know why it feels so easy now compared to it was in 2021 and 2022. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think like for me, I've been through quite a few cycles. So like I've seen it where it goes down and up and then you kind of I become like old man wise, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like I know this will never, this won't just keep going up. And then when it goes down, I'm like, I know I won't just keep going down. And you kind of know where you're at all the time. So you feel less shaken up by the market and you feel like you can control the market, your own market. You can feel like you control your own economy a lot more. Yeah. And I'm excited like for when things, and I mean, they are already going up because people are booking, there's way more weddings than ever before. But I'm almost like, oh, now it's the next thing. And I'm so excited because when I look back and just thinking about, you know, the journey that you were just talking about, there are a lot of people that said to me when I was going full-time, oh, you can fall back on your day job. I'm like, no, mm. I quit for a reason because like I'm leaving that behind. I hate it when people said that oh, to me. <laughs> irked me. <laughs> and they say it with good intention. Of course. But it's like, no, I've, I'm doing this and I'm going to make it work. <laughs> and that's the whole point. Like I've gone full time because there's no backups now. Mm. I've got all my time to spend on this. So I don't want to get to the point where I feel like I'm coasting. Like I'm already trying to figure out like where am I going with this? Yeah. And backup plans. I hate them. You know, like I think <laughs> I see too many fail because they plan to fail all the time. And then they always have like plan B, plan C, and they always talk about the backup plan. Can go back to this, can but go back to that. And I'm like, you know, the amount of effort and energy you're putting into failing, you could put into succeeding and you could get, you know, plan A to work. And that was <laughs> me for a very long time because I thought, oh, you know what, I'll go part time and then I'll do this and it'll get bigger. But the other, I'll still have that in the background. Mm. And it was. And I used to hear you say it and I was like, no, it's because I like doing yeah, yeah. that. But no, it was never because I just really liked doing it. Mm. It was just because... I wanted to be safe. Yeah, of course. Safe is boring. <laughs> it is boring, but I think it's there for a reason and it's helped you and made, yeah. made it so you had a safe transition. And I think there's a lot of people listening right now that are like in this situation where they're like, well, man, I, I would love to quit my job one day and, I, and I'm not ready yet. But I think we're all on our own journey and we never have to feel bad about that journey. And then when you're ready to to get dangerous, yeah, life happens for you. It gets pretty fun. It gets really fun. <laughs> and yeah, as long as you're, I guess, working towards your goals. Because it was like that hustle culture mm. is bad. And yeah. I was literally, that was me. I was going to work, coming home, like trying to make things happen on the side. Just um, hustling for no reason, basically. Yeah. <laughs> because now, like, like you said, um, I'm doing better than what I was doing before, trying mm. to work all of the hours of the day. You know, the hustle culture, like, it, and, and just that give an analogy to all the listeners, like, honestly, and so many people do this, they hustle, hustle, but it's the same as like trying to get somewhere, but standing on a treadmill. And then what we do on the treadmill is like, we're like, oh, I need to get there quicker because I'm not moving. So we start turning it up. And then after a while, like you're burning all the calories and you're running out of steam real fast, but you're not going to get anywhere. You can turn it up as much as you want. And basically... What this is about is like being busy but not making an impact. So if you make an impact and you have the right strategies, then you can get off the treadmill and you can just walk. You don't need to even run and you'll get there so much quicker. 
yeah. work smarter, not harder. Yeah. 